Matt Ulrich here, current president of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors 2021. Rob Oakey, second vice president of the Salt Lake Board of Realtors for 2021. Steve Perry, president-elect for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Dave Fredrickson, 2013 president of Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Curtis Bullock, CEO, Salt Lake Board of Realtors. Good morning, Mike Morgan, former member of the Board of Directors. Hello, everyone, and welcome all our great panel. Again, we continue on the Code of Ethics. Uh, last week, uh, month, we had an awesome discussion on Article 9. Uh, we're going to continue on Article 10. And Curtis, do you want to give us a little refresher what Article 10 is? Sure. Let me start by reading this article. It's an important one. And so this is Article 10 from the National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics, and it reads as follows. It says, Realtors shall not deny equal professional services to any person for reasons of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. Realtors shall not be parties to or any plan or agreement to discriminate against a person or persons on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. Realtors in their real estate employment practices shall not discriminate against any person or persons on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. And then it goes on and there's uh, a few standards of practice that further define um, this article in the Code of Ethics. And maybe I'll just kick, a, kick off the discussion if that's okay, Matt. Yeah. One thing, I wanted to, one thing I wanted to say, and I think the, that all of you would agree, and as I go around the country and talk to other realtors, realtors, there's one point, what, four million realtors. And I think all of them take pride in the fact that they um, represent people in purchasing and selling real estate and realizing the American dream of home ownership. And that extends to all people, regardless of their background, their religious affiliation, their national origin. And, and you've heard me review all the different protected classes. And I think that's a, it's a great thing that the NAR has done for many, many, many years is protect that concept and the idea that all people have the right to uh, pursue um, the, the purchase or sale of real estate. So it's, it's a neat thing to be part of in our industry and our, as, as realtor professionals in helping people realize that uh, American dream of home ownership, no matter who you are or where you live or what your background is. And, and I'll speak for the Salt Lake Board of Realtors, uh, being on a board of directors for the last eight years, and as we have awesome panelists with Dave and Mike and Rob and Steve, they've been on it for a while uh, or past or have been around for a good amount of time. I know currently we in the heated environment that we've been in, we take it serious. Uh, we've had many, many discussions regarding this article, uh, wanting everyone to obtain how, uh, housing uh, or a home. Uh, we want everybody to have to have the same opportunities. We've spoken with many different um, chapters, um, groups, ethnicities, if you will, or uh, we, and we wanted to hear what people's issues might be. And we've listened to groups and complaints and wanting to see how we can better serve 
everyone and every, everyone from different backgrounds, race, religion, sexual orientation, familiar status, uh, um, so we, we take it very serious and we, as we've done, um, the grants. Well, we've done a lot of different grants, Matt, but let me, let me just, just as you, as you talk about what the Salt Lake board is, has done, let me just mention one thing. I know our, our government affairs committee has taken the opportunity and, and it's, and it's kind of an ongoing process, but taking an opportunity to, to work with cities and then also a group um, of some of our realtors have tried to pay more attention to outdated um, CCNRs that may have discriminatory content or language in them. And we're trying as a board to help clean up some of that stuff, some of that lingering language in, in, old, in old laws or old um, covenants, conditions and restrictions, if they still exist and try, help, try and help and encourage those uh, um, associations or different government entities yeah clean that up so that that sort of language isn't there. So that's been something the board has been, has worked on. And I want to and do we'll a continue shout, to do. I want to do a shout out to Alicia Holdaway, who was last year's president, who headed this on and she met with many uh, coalitions and, and brought us, made us aware of a lot of these homeowners associations having outdated um, term terminologies. And, and we're reaching out to different HOAs and looking at meeting with legislature and making sure it's, but everything's up to date and fair and equal. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, an op awesome thing to have an opportunity to evaluate and to take it. But let's Matt, yeah, let's bring in anybody else. Does anybody have any specific examples that you've run into in in your experience, or any examples that the NAR has shared that you might want to bring up about how we can, as a as an industry, ensure we have equal housing for for all people. Curtis, can I jump in here? Um, yeah, please. Thanks, you know, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I want to even take this back one step further. We're talking about all the things that we're doing to correct issues and all this. You know, for over 100 years, the National Association of Realtors has stood for uh, equal equal rights, fair treatment of yeah. all parties and that type of thing. And, and, and for newer agents that might be listening, you know, it's, I, I, I want to go back when, when I had the pleasure and honor of being president of the Salt Lake Board, and I too got to travel around, we were, we were talking a lot about home ownership and home ownership matters and, and how when, when communities own real property, they are vested in it and, and test scores go higher and wealth builds and, and crime goes lower and all the benefits of home ownership that actually changes an entire area, region, or whatever. We have people that are literally coming to the United States, hoping for a future, whatever they perceive they're going to find here, the very first thing they're looking for is housing. And we're on the front lines of that. And, and we can't treat people differently, especially when our role in, you know, and not to get overly patriotic, the role of the, the sanctity of the United States of America depends on those people coming in and, and being provided the opportunities. And if people, uh, you know, in our membership or our clients and customers have baggage from the past, have, have you know, um, 
misaligned thinking or opinions, it's almost our duty to get involved in that and try to at least help clean it up. And we certainly should not um, play into it and feed it. Yeah, I love that, Dave. The I like that we're talking about the history of, of how the NAR has been involved for, for so many years. And I love the fact that within our own, just our, our simple contracts of, of um, making disclosure out there where we're going to be working with buyers or sellers to purchase property or, or to sell property. And one of the key things that, that are included in all of our documentation is dealing with fair housing, that we are going to follow the fair housing laws and that we are not going to discriminate for any protected class. And we just, right out of the gate, we make that information known to the consumer. And I, I think that is what also stands hand in hand with the commitment that the NAR has, has kept for so many years. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I, you know, and, and we're talking discrimination here, just to let you know, we're, we're also talking equal services and our equal services um, should not change based on any of the protected classes or just because it's right. But in our busy lives, um, you know, e equal service, you can be a terrible realtor as long as you are terrible equally <laughs> that you don't, you know, you know, section out people that are terrible, you know, um, in our busy lives, you get 25 offers on a property, you get phone calls coming in, you know, it's going to go immediately. And one speaks in a language that you don't understand. Well, what do you do? I mean, to, to say, I don't have time. It's not, you know, it's going to sell anyway. I don't need to deal with this you are treating that call differently than you are a, a different call that might be in your language and, and hey, I have cash. You're not giving them equal treatment. And that's what we need to work on is when something like that happens, how can we provide those people an opportunity when life is busy, not just when it's convenient? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Dave. I, I love that. Looking at it a little bit differently, even on that perspective. Steve? I like what, uh, sorry, Matt, I was going to say I like what uh, Curtis had to say about what we had to be proud of. I think it's really incredible. Something that stands out to me along those lines is um, when you look at the Fair Housing Act, everybody that's new and those that have been in the industry, hopefully you can recite the uh, Fresh Corn acronym. Uh, which stands for all of the protected classes. So the disappointing part is that uh, people with hair on their face are not a protected class. So um, there's there's a problem there, but we'll work on that. Dave will make sure they do have equal. Kind of an incident I deal with quite a bit, and I don't know about you guys, but I have a lot of sellers ask me questions or want to know information I just don't know in most cases, know anything about the buyer. And, but I, I do think as it states in it, you know, we, we can't talk, tell them, you know, our, we, we can't have our seller discriminate. We need to help them understand that they can't discriminate because if they were to discriminate against someone, say, of a certain faith 
or a certain color. And, you know, they ask, you know, because of a name, they might ask, or are they X, Y, Z? And I always, and you guys help me. I'm like, yep, I don't know anything about them. I don't know, you know, where they're from. I don't know anything about them. I don't know what faith they are. And I always point out, it doesn't matter. You know, we want to give everybody the same opportunity. And so I, I find myself a lot hearing or having that question asked by sellers almost as if they're subconsciously or consciously trying to discriminate against them. And I always defer. I don't know anything about them and it doesn't matter. You know, I, I think educating our agents, it's really important because that goes right into um, the so-called love letters yeah. and buyers presenting these letters um, about themselves and their families and, and their backgrounds. And they want them presented to the seller to try to get a leg up in their offer. And we discourage that so much because that's just leading right into uh, problems that you'll have with fair housing. Yeah, I agree, Steve. Well, there's yeah, also even the, the marketing that say on the MLS, the things that we need to be careful about are um, your home is located next to I me mean, here in, in Utah. Uh, if there's a pre predominant religion where if you were to say it's located next to a temple or a synagogue or some other type sure. of religious organization that we put some marketing in there that that addresses that again those are the same the things that we have to avoid and shy away and actually stay away from those those types of marketing ideas you know when i teach a code class and we're talking about uh article 10 i asked i asked the group generally speaking do we have discrimination in utah and and every head wags and yeah. and you know let's the elephant in the room. We have religious discrimination in Utah, and it's both for and against the predominant church. You know, you have those people that come in and say, can you find me a neighborhood that's not too Mormon? Yeah. You know, what are you going to say? And and that that's the kind of thing that sneaks up on you, and a professional realtor should have a, a you know, a response already ingrained in them. My my response to that question is I'm not licensed in Montana, comma. You know, it's it's once again, um, if, if you want to live with a particular group of people, go find out geographically where that group of people lives, where you will feel comfortable and then come back to me and we will search geographically in that area. Um, but again, I've, you know, I'm going way, way, way back here, but I had a house listed um, many years ago out north and west of the fairgrounds. And we put the house on the market. And this is before the internet and before marketing and when we were chipping offers out on stone and all that type of thing. But I get a call from my seller and ask, you know, she seemed concerned and she asked me who I'd been showing the house to. And and I said, I haven't even had a chance to show the house. Why? And she goes, oh, we just got a call from some neighbors and, and, and no big deal. And then a couple of days later, she calls me back and she said that she was concerned because apparently this one particular couple had gone back to the house a couple of different times. And a couple of the neighbors were concerned that this these folks were going to buy the house. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I dug a little deeper and found out that it was a, you know, protected class, and I won't even get into the, that. And I just made sure that my seller did not have a problem with with who she sold her house to. 
And then I put a marketing piece out together, much like our just listed cards. And, and I, I thank the neighbors for allowing me the opportunity to um, let me help them find a new neighbor. I also said that it's also been brought to my attention. There may be some people in this neighborhood that are not familiar with federal fair housing laws. And if any of you have any questions about this, please feel free to call me. I never heard another word. But I will tell you that once we closed on that house, which were some, to this day, very dear friends of mine of a different um, class, if you will, um, we had three or four other houses on that same block go up for sale. So to, to not think that it's out here is, is kind of ridiculous as well. True. And once again, we need to take we need to do what's right. We're on the front lines, guys. We're on the front lines of the thing that actually binds this country and makes it strong. Yeah. Do the right thing and help others see why the right thing is the right thing and, and go forward. Yeah. I love that, Dave. Thanks. Definitely doing the right thing and make help make our country, our community, our state uh, stronger, safer, more united. But then at the same time, we have a job not only to protect ourselves, but protect our clients and making sure that, as you've all stated, they're aware of implications of practicing or doing things in a, in a way of not being ethical and breaking those that Article 10. And, so, and one final thing, and I'll shut up. Um, I have the right to do business with who I want to do business with. Yeah. And if, if, if my ideals and, and everything else don't line up with this person that I'm interviewing with, I have the right to not work with them. And, you know, um, that is one of those things. If they want to know if I'll explain, like Matt has said earlier, I'll explain why I don't get into that. If they continue to push it, I have the right to go seek other business. Period. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Appreciate that. Anybody else have any comments they want to add to this? Um, I was talking earlier about what we have uh, to be proud of as an association. And uh, looking at the Fair Housing Act, they have a series of protected classes in there. And they don't meet the fresh corn acronym. Uh, what they do is they have everything except for the O in fresh corn, which is orientation. And so just to point out that the uh, NAR and our code of ethics actually added that class way back in 2010, that we were way ahead as far as looking out for everyone and added that protected class. And I don't believe it, it is on the Fair Housing Act to this day. So we, we, have a, we have in our code of ethics, a higher standard than they do in fair housing. And I, I think that's great. I, I like the fact that Everyone is us talking about the underlying concern of the code of ethics instead of, um, you know, just the little tidbits that they talk about in classes here and there, because it helps point you to where you need to go. And I guarantee that uh, any agent of any experience is going to run into someone that poses the question Dave talked about, and that is, I don't want to live by these people, or I do want to live by these people. And don't, I wouldn't panic about that. A lot of agents tell me that that scares them. Now, just like Dave said, be prepared with what you want to say. 
and then make sure to change the narrative to start talking about, I am here to take good care of you. I'm going to help you find the type of house you want. Um, yeah. You can review the Census Bureau and, and do all the research you want, but I'm not a part of that. I'm here to make sure you find the home that uh, fits your needs. Thanks, Mike. Yep, very good, very true. Let's continue to be our best professionals, um, strive to be our best and have take pride in our work, try and be fair to all and do our best. You know, we're not gonna be perfect, but again, we need to make sure that in our listing, advertising, our marketing and dealing with offers and guiding our seller, let's be fair, honest, true. And remember to not discriminate against any race, color, religion, sex, or handicap, familiar status, origin, or sexual orientation. Uh, and make sure that, yeah, again, in all of our advertising, our marketing, and reviewing offers. So great discussion. It's something we all need a, a good reminder on, especially in the, the day and age and the topics that have arisen. And I think that was a good discussion. I think that will wrap up our discussion. Unless anybody else has any last comments you'd like to add on this Article 10 Matt, I'd like to add something before we get off the subject, and that is a change in the code of ethics that we, I don't think we've discussed, and it may be common knowledge now, but I thought it would be important for everybody to know about the change. That in the past, the um, discrimination we're referring to or the protected classes were for our clients and the general public. They have changed it, so now that applies to your decision to work with another broker, a cooperating broker. So now that has the same protected classes so you cannot discriminate and decide that I don't want to work with Dave because he's got hair on his face and he's a white guy and I'm not going to work with that brokerage. That is now part of our code of ethics that you can't discriminate when it comes to working with other brokers. And I thought that was a good move. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Mike with the handlebar mustache. That will wrap up our discussion for episode 54. As always, we had way too much great information to keep one episode. This conversation will continue in episode 55. A reminder that if we have a comment or a show topic you would like our panel to discuss, you can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or email. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.